0: Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Uh, Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Here we go again. So grateful to join together, and our topic today is quantum healing with A Course in Miracles. Something I've learned a lot about, it's always interesting, it's always exciting, and it's always available. (laughs) Yes, so good. So let's dive into this. We're going to begin with a prayer and a blessing right here. I place my Hands upon my heart and I wholeheartedly open my mind to the awareness of truth, to the awareness of perfect love, to the awareness of wholeness as our identity. So grateful to consciously attune to the power and the presence of love. We are grateful to join together, the two or more gathered, in the name and the nature of love for a holy and healing purpose. We are grateful to allow ourselves to fully know the peace of God, the joy of God. The life of God is ours now and forever. So grateful to say yes to truth, standing on the rock of truth. Embracing the truth, valuing the truth, and letting go of all attachments to living in lack and limitation. We're calling forth, accepting, allowing, receiving, sharing a quantum healing. We share with everyone because we are one with them and we let it be and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Ah, yes. Okie dokie. So what do I mean by quantum? Quantum basically means large. We think of a quantum leap. Quantum is often associated with physics. And quantum leap is a term that I learned comes with quantum physics and those sciences Uh, and a quantum leap is when you go from one place to another without traveling a distance you just appear Uh, that was what I was taught I studied this in just one or two classes when I was in ministerial school and I have to say it's somewhat interesting to me, but what I have seen in my more than 20 years as a science of mind practitioner and I guess about 18 years or 16, 17, 19, somewhat years as a minister is I've seen a lot of quantum healing, a lot. And so what i experience as a science of mind practitioner as a spiritual counselor who's trained to work at the level of the mind and to use prayer as a healing technology i have witnessed in myself and in uh, i countless others certainly hundreds and hundreds of others Extraordinary, miraculous, amazing healing. And all healing is at the level of the mind. I'm very clear about that because of the work that I've been doing for decades at the level of the mind. This is the only healing I know that brings forth uh, exceptional, extraordinary results that are permanent and lasting. And often, so fast, it's extraordinary. I think of a counseling session I had with someone a long time ago who had a, a very debilitating issue. Uh, I'll call it a OCD kind of issue, obsessive compulsory disorder type of issue that was... Uh, very disabling to them meaning it made the made it near impossible for them to have a normal social life and uh, as a result they came to think of themselves really as highly dysfunctional and that really prevented them from having close relationships uh, of all kinds romantic as friends and and uh it, it it was a foundational insecurity that was very limiting in their life. And we had one session, it was a powerful session, and everything shifted right then. Everything shifted right then. And... We never did another session, just that one counseling session, and everything shifted in their life. The OCD issue was healed, and that opened up their romantic life, their friends, their work, and I watched them bloom and blossom and dress differently differently. Uh, cut their hair differently, hold their head differently. Everything changed for that person. Now, obviously, that's an exceptional experience. And I've had many, many, many exceptional experiences with folks. And, of course, the willingness is the driver. It's not me. It's never going to be me. How could it be me? But because the healing takes place at the level of the mind and i'm joining with that person in the session i'm knowing that there can be no failure in the session i'm knowing that the healing is occurring it it has to happen there's nothing to prevent it from happening but still it's our joining together and knowing this together the willingness to experience the healing, the transformation. That's the thing that makes all the difference in the world. And so I've seen many, many examples in my life of this kind of exceptional healing and it's part of what drives me. I say this all the time. It's part of what drives me to participate in more of it, to offer more of it, to encourage people to never, ever, 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 ever consider giving up you might have the thoughts but just start again just start again right where you are because if I hadn't done that if I had given up any one of the many many times I felt like giving up I just gave up in that moment but not for my life and I knew I was just saying okay I can't do it right now but I didn't allow myself to entertain the idea that I was forever stuck in a place, even though it felt like it, even though I was absolutely pretty sure that I didn't have what it took. I guess I deep down somehow was willing to believe that God had what it took, and I was of God, and therefore I was putting it back on God over and over and over again but feeling like a failure. And so what I know is that we can make these quantum leaps. And I I have had some of my own experiences of instantaneous healing and transformation. But more often than not, for me, I have made significant leaps over a period of time. So it appeared, as my willingness was increasing and increasing. And A Course in Miracles, to me, the practices of A Course in Miracles are a quantum healing technology, just as prayer is a quantum healing technology, And so those of you who have listened to a number of these episodes, you would know that starting in 2014, and this podcast started in 2011, in 2014, in that uh, winter, I began training counselors, offered my first in-person training for counselors, and I realized that, oh my God, I love doing this so, so much. So, so much. Oh my God, do I love doing it. I feel like it's the sweetest spot on earth for me <laughs> to to work with the counselors and, and people who are interested in healing at this level. And so I've been doing the trainings ever since. The next one is in May. May 2024. So I've actually, as a result of doing the work last year that we did in the Change Your Mind About Your Body program, which you can still buy those recordings, Change Your Mind About Your Body, um, I realized I am going to rename my spiritual counseling training Program, my spiritual counseling certification program, to quantum counseling certification program, count, quantum counseling training intensive. Uh, and because that is what it is, it's quantum. And I've all since I learned about a quantum leap, I have loved. The idea of it. And I love the experience of it that I've had so many times, been blessed to have so many times. And it really does just require the willingness. If we have a great, great willingness, we can make that quantum leap, that instantaneous shift of the mind where the attachment to the past, to the grievance, to the grudge, to the false belief is instantaneously Released. I think of it as healed, resolved, dissolved permanently back to the root cause so we never experience it again. And we are meant and designed to have these quantum healing experiences. So After the Change Your Mind About Your Body program in 2023, I, or actually during it, I was asking Spirit, okay, what's next? And what came forward was a quantum counseling program that is uh, getting ready to start here February 6th. And it is for people who are interested in. Counts learning about counseling from a Course in Miracles perspective so we've got 16 Course in Miracles teachers and it's all about counseling from a Course in Miracles perspective I'm pretty excited about it I think it's going to be quite revelatory and if you're interested the early bird ends January 31st is the last day for the early bird and it's a really nice early bird Um, all the details at jenniferhadley.com but quantum healing is available to all of us at all times through our willingness and it is like flipping a switch in the mind flipping a switch in the mind that then our thinking has changed and so What was manifesting from the old thought pattern no longer has any way to keep going. There's just no way for it to continue because there's no blueprint for it, if you will, in the mind. There's no impetus for it in the mind. So everything that we experience, everything that we are in terms of the world of form is manifested through our thoughts and beliefs. And so when those beliefs have been dissolved and resolved permanently back to the root cause, then things will shift in the world of form. And as I always say, the world of form is our thought, it's our feeling, it's our body, it's our experience, it's the situations and circumstances of our life. Now, where people get tripped up in the healing is... If, for instance, uh, we desire to have a healing in our body or a healing in our finances or a healing in a relationship, any kind of healing, and we are doing spiritual practice just to be able to manifest something different in form versus... We're doing our spiritual practice in order to know ourselves as God and to live in the awareness that we are part of God. If we're doing it to get something, to make something change, rather than to have perfect clarity. Think of uh, Course of Miracles, I am determined to see, right? To live from divine vision. If we're trying to get something and and improve our experience of the dream and that's the purpose of our practice, then we have turned whatever that result is, the healed body let's say, or the healed relationship or the healed finances, we've made that probably into some kind of false idol and so we are not going to experience the miraculous healing that we desire. We might be able to shift things in form by thinking about it differently, but the underlying root cause of it doesn't change. And so if that doesn't change, then the healing has not occurred. We have just played around with form, which we can always do. And we do it all the time uh, because it's interesting to us. So what I'm interested, though, in is perfect healing, permanent healing, quantum healing, and healing it at the root cause. And I do think the perfect example of having it be a false idol that doesn't actually come into manifestation in a permanent way, or the healing hasn't happened at the level of the mind in a permanent way. We see it all the time. God knows, I certainly have participated in it enough times myself, and it's like this. So my goal is, let's say, to have a thinner body, uh, to release weight or to lose weight, to go to, you know, be a size eight or what whatever it might be for whatever person, to have that weight reduction. If that is the end goal, then that is the false idol. So versus having the end goal be, I know myself as God more clearly. I have no attachments. I am free, mentally free, My heart is open and free. That is our goal. That's our true goal. That's our true healing. So we see all the time people who work so, so hard to lose weight, whether it's 20 pounds or 200 pounds. They work so, so hard. They're exercising. They're watching what they eat. And they're doing so much effort in order to achieve their weight goal. And they may get there, but oftentimes they don't stay there because the goal is the false idol and they haven't healed the mindset that generated the weight in the first place. And I know that some people are going to say, well, my weight issues are hormonal or. My weight issues are because of this or because of that. And I do definitely understand that. I witness myself in my own body that if I eat in a certain way, I tend to gain some weight. But I am clear that A... Gaining some weight is not a crime, it's not a bad thing, it's just a thing. can let it be neutral. But also, uh, I can observe that certain kinds of eating, ways of eating, will seem to make my weight shift and change, um, either to increase or decrease. And still, what I'm interested in, in is what is healthiest for me and for my body, recognizing that they're different things. So uh, I'm interested in eating for the m- m- utmost health and well-being of my beingness as well as my body. And so I... I found myself years ago uh, putting on extra weight, and then I said, "I do not wish to release this weight through forcing myself to exercise more, forcing myself to eat a particular way." And I, I, I fiddled around with it. I experimented with different things and just did the research. And I, what I learned was that. Being able to hold it all as neutral and to be focused on my willingness to know myself as God and to recognize I am not a body but I have a body to care for and to do the uh, very concerted forgiveness work, forgiving everything, 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 calling forth Nothing but holy relationships. All of that healed my mind about so many things that different habits and patterns that would keep me um, in a place of uh, holding on to extra weight. All of that fell away. But it didn't fall away because of behavior modification. And it didn't fall away because I was exercising differently. Or I think even eating differently. I think it's because I really changed my mind about a bunch of things. And I was willing to experience myself and my life differently. And so... It didn't happen quickly for me, it didn't. So it didn't feel quantum there for me in that way. But I've still experienced quantum healing uh, in different areas of my life emotionally where I had super big attachments to things that I had carried for many years that I, I instantaneously let go of. I've had that kind of experience many times where I had a grievance that I'd carried for a long time and I thought I'd never be able to let it go and I let it go instantaneously. So if you'd like to experience quantum healing, be clear about that. I'd like to experience quantum healing. In my year-long Masterful Living program, this is one of the things I teach and talk about Because we can prove God. We prove that God works. We prove that quantum healing is possible. We prove that we are entitled to miracles. And we prove it again and again and again. And then we don't doubt it anymore. Because so much healing is interrupted by doubt. One of the ways that I've come to think about it, I like to have visuals, if I can, about things. I think it helps to explain things, especially in a podcast. And I taught on the phone for so many years. Be, if you think of a uh, your, that your prayers and your thoughts are generating a container for spirit to flow into and make manifest, You just think about it that way, and then you think of doubt, worry, fear as being hole punches in your container, punching holes in your container so that the energy is flowing out. And then you wonder, why uh, are my prayers not generating any help, any difference, any shifts or changes? Why is it? Other people can use affirmations. It works for them, but it doesn't work for me. Why is it this or that works for somebody, but not for me? It's, in my experience, it's because we're poking holes in our container, our thought container. And one of the most challenging things, if not the most challenging thing for us in this quantum healing, is to be able to hold on to the thought and hold it consistently and and not doubt it, not move into fear around it That, that to me is the most challenging thing And that's where of Course in Miracles strengthens our mind So that we can do it And then we can experience living a miraculous life And experience quantum healing So to me, this is a quantum healing program Well, you can hear the music. It's time for me to take a break. And so here we go. I will be right back after this break. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles. Living the love, walking the talk. Welcome back. Here we go. We're talking about quantum healing. Now, in the manual for teachers, which I love so much, uh, in chapter 22, it talks about how are healing and atonement related. And in there, it says, and this is paragraph four, healing is the result of the recognition of. By God's teacher of who it is that is in need of healing. Healing is the result of the recognition by God's teacher of who it is that is in need of healing. So, and then it says, this recognition has no special reference It is true of all things that God created. In it are all illusions healed. So the truth sets us free. It's another way of saying it. The truth sets us free. And the next sentence in paragraph 5, When a teacher of God fails to heal, it is because he has forgotten who he is. Another's sickness thus becomes his own. In allowing this to happen, he is identified with another's ego and has thus confused him with a body. In so doing, he has refused to accept the atonement for himself and can hardly offer it to his brother in Christ's name. So what we do is we recognize The atonement, we accept the atonement, which means we accept that there's no separation, never could be, never would be, never has been, never will be. So we accept that for ourselves. And yeah, in the beginning, it's just an intellectual exercise. But if we are willing, we will come to realize that this is the truth of our being, that we are one with all. And then everything gets healed. So this is no joke. And what I can say is I have epiphanies where I'm 100% clear that I am one with everyone. And then there are moments where I have definitely felt like There's a separation, there's annoyance and frustration and different kinds of upset and uh, certainly in the past a sense of betrayal and all kinds of things like that. But in the awareness of the unity of all life, the grievances, the grudges, they fall away because we realize there's nothing outside of us, we are one with all. When a teacher of God fails to heal, it is because he has forgotten who he is. So healing is the result of the recognition of who it is that is in need of healing. So God is not in need of healing. God is what we are. When we are identified with the body and the personality, healing needs to happen because of the false identification. And the only healing that really needs to happen is the identity crisis, the false identification. So that's the teaching of A Course in Miracles, that all healing is at the level of the mind, because that is where we are holding our identification. And as long as we think we're a body, as long as we think we're a personality, as long as we think we're a human being rather than part of God, or if we think someone else is, then we are limiting our experience of healing. So quantum healing, that huge leap healing, that amazing instantaneous healing that we are entitled to, that miraculous healing that we're entitled to. It comes from the recognition that there's nothing outside of us, that we're one with all life, that most importantly, we're one with God that is all life. And so we are not being deprived of healing. Healing is not being kept from us. And I think this is one of the hardest things for us to accept, that healing is not being kept from us, that we're not being deprived but that we ourselves are depriving ourselves right and so in in the text we are taught that depression comes from believing we are deprived but no one can deprive us only we can deprive ourselves And we do that at the level of the mind by thinking that we are unworthy or someone else is. Now, one of the reasons why I love these teachings and the science of mind teachings, which are very similar, is that they are fundamentally crystal clear. And we can either accept the truth or deny the truth. But even if we deny the truth, it doesn't mean the truth isn't real. I was explaining this to someone one time and uh, explaining about how we're never upset for the reason we think. And that if we think we're upset because of something that's happening in the world, we're mistaken. If we think we're upset because of what someone else is doing or not doing, we're mistaken. The upset comes from how we hold it in our mind, the meaning we make of it, the interpretation. And that is something we bring to the table. We bring those beliefs with us into this world and we are for here in this experience having this experience to remember the truth and it's through our remembrance of the truth our accepting of the atonement for ourselves that brings forth this quantum healing and there's nothing that is more truly helpful in this world than that that is precisely how we can best be truly healing is for us to accept the atonement for ourselves and so I was talking recently with someone we were talking about the truly helpful prayer and um, that uh, people will mistake uh, misunderstand the truly helpful prayer and it's totally understandable doesn't mean because they're Less than, how could they be less than if we're all part of God? But uh, it's an understandable error that to, to think that to be truly helpful means to bring somebody a casserole, to um, go to the store for them, to pick them up from the hospital. Obviously, all those things can be helpful. But the most helpful thing is to see them correctly, to see the Christ in them. And to see the Christ in ourselves. If we can just do it for someone else, then we are doing it for ourselves because there is no other. There is just this one life, one power, one presence. So uh, I love that Ernest Holmes said that the only time it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization of truth. And so we don't have to try to make a healing happen. We just are willing to accept the truth and value the truth. And uh, as I've said many times for so many years, I thought I knew the truth, but I wasn't living it. And I knew that I wasn't living it. And my life showed me that I wasn't living it. Because the healing wasn't happening in instantaneous, miraculous ways. And when I began to really understand that I wasn't living the truth, I was believing it versus knowing it. I thought my believing was knowing, but it was just believing right as i say all the time when we know something it's not a belief like we could say i believe the train comes at 12 but it might be later but we don't if we say i believe that there's eternal life but there might not be right that's then we don't know it we it's just a belief and so being able to know it is to access our real mind. Because in our true identity, in our real mind, the truth is known. We are not deprived of anything. We can accept the truth now. A Course of Miracles tells us we don't value the truth enough. I am here to say I learned that that is a true statement. I did not value the truth enough. Had I valued the truth more, it would have set me free sooner. And the more I began to value the truth and be interested in the truth and be disinterested in my opinions, my projections, my perceptions, then I began to experience this quantum healing that we are talking about. Now, let's go a little bit further here with this chapter 22 in the manual, uh, paragraph 6. Talking about, so this is for the manual for teachers of God, right? And the teacher of God is anyone who at any time didn't see someone else as separate from them, has had a sense a realization of oneness at some point somewhere along this journey and so we're being asked as teachers of god to see ourselves and our brothers and sisters correctly as we truly are and so to you could say see beyond the appearance to the truth to the christ to the perfection, to the wholeness, the beauty, the magnificence that is within. And that is precisely what I am training folks to do uh, who are being trained as spiritual counselors. That's what we're going to be talking about in the quantum counseling program that starts in February. Early bird special is on right now. Um, And so it says here, The offer of atonement is universal. It is equally applicable to all individuals in all circumstances. Of course, it has to be. All is one, so how could we offer something to someone but not to others? And in it, in the atonement, is the power to heal all individuals of all forms of sickness. Not to believe this is to be unfair to God and thus unfaithful to him. A sick person perceives himself as separate from God. Now, what's super important to me is that anyone who feels like their body is sick, that to be able to recognize, oh, I must believe in separation or I wouldn't be able to experience sickness. Well, that's a helpful clue. So... Valuing unity is accepting the atonement. So I'm going to go for that in order to heal the sickness in my mind that is generating the sickness in the body. Now the sickness in the body can also be part of the curriculum that we're sharing with others. So if we think of someone who has been very public and very ill. Uh, They're always teaching. Everyone's always teaching. So we can't really judge and hope to learn. We can't judge and hope to heal. So learning to let things be neutral, including the body, including illness, this is the journey of the mind. A sick person, it says, perceives himself as separate from God. Would you see him as separate from you? It is your task to heal the sense of separation that has made him sick. It is your function to recognize for him that what he believes about himself is not the truth. It is your forgiveness that must show him this. So if you know about doctor Hulin Ihaleakale Hulin, the Hawaiian teacher of forgiveness that is one of the uh, teachers in the Zero Limits book. I love the Hooponopono teachings of forgiveness. Our practice of true forgiveness. Relinquishing the attachments to the false beliefs is profoundly healing. And I've certainly seen this with my clients and the folks in my classes. So counseling clients, friends, relatives, folks in my classes, including myself. This truly works. So it is our function to recognize for our brothers and sisters that what they believe about themselves is not the truth. It is our forgiveness that must show them this. And that's why forgiveness offers everything we need. It goes on healing is very simple, atonement is received and offered. So we receive the remembrance of the unity of all life, and then we can offer it. Having been received, it must be accepted. It is in the receiving, then, that the healing lies. All else must follow from this single purpose. So This is our purpose, is to accept the atonement for ourselves. And that requires forgiveness. Forgiving ourselves for believing in separation. Forgiving ourselves for valuing separation. Forgiving ourselves for seeing our brothers and sisters as separate from us. This is what the forgiveness is. Not so complicated. But it does take a true willingness. And in this comes the quantum healing, which is so wonderful, so amazing, so miraculous. And when we prove it, when we do this work, um, and that's why my whole life really is dedicated to it, when we do it, everything changes. And by do it, do this work of accepting the atonement, do this work of handing over all grievances and grudges, releasing the attachments to our interpretations, our view, pain is a wrong perspective, We're releasing our attachment to our perspective, seeing ourselves as victims, seeing other people as the crucifiers in our life, seeing other people as the betrayers of us, right? We become their victims. Changing this view is exactly and precisely the only way that the quantum healing can take place. And so that's why it's up to us. We have to have the willingness to let the block go, to no longer value that block. Without that, there is no quantum healing. Now, it can happen, we could say, on a non-conscious level. Uh, of course, I believe what it teaches in A Course of Miracles, that there's no such thing as the unconscious. But there is the sense of I wasn't really focused on it. I wasn't really aware that I had that belief. I wasn't really aware that I did let it go. So, for instance, um, I've had the experience so many times Of being with someone who feels unworthy of love, who maybe despises themselves, has a deep self-hatred. And sitting with them and perceiving clearly, knowing clearly, recognizing clearly their beauty, their magnificence, their perfection, their wholeness. And having that clear realization of it. This really is uh, what Ho'oponopono is about. Being able to recognize that truth. And that's exactly what Jesus is talking about here in this chapter 22 of the manual for teachers. How are healing and atonement related? Being willing to see I'm one with this person And we are one in the perfection of God, not separate from God or each other. It's the willingness to sit with the person who maybe in their personality is repulsive. Because I have definitely had clients who in their personality, they were repulsive. Meaning I wasn't uh, thinking, oh, you're repulsive. They're thinking they are repulsive. And I feel that. So, for instance, uh, someone has deep insecurity, self-hatred, self-loathing, deep, deep fear of their unworthiness. For me, it's impossible to be with someone who has these thoughts and beliefs and not be extremely aware of it. And... People's self-hatred, self-loathing, self-disgust, and their deep sense of unworthiness. To, when I used to have that myself, I was repulsed by people who had it too. Because... I was repulsed by it in myself. I was so terrified of it in myself. I was so terrified that others could recognize it. I was so terrified of even being aware of it myself. No, whenever I would notice it, it was horrifying to me. So what, to be around others who had it too, I was repulsed by them. Only because... I was repulsed by myself, disgusted by of myself. I found myself disgusting and repulsive. And so when I would attract a mirror of that same insecurity, that same unworthiness, that same sense of self-loathing, it was repulsive to me. And I would reject them, or they would reject me. And so then... It's just further affirming what I believe. Not that it's true, but that I believe it. An important distinction. Not The repulsion is not affirming that it's true, but that I believe it's true. So the healing it takes place when I can be with someone who has these thoughts and feelings about themselves, and I don't have them. Now I can do that, because I don't have them about myself. You see? And that's why my journey of becoming a spiritual practitioner, counselor, minister has been so profoundly healing, is because I have trained myself to sit with my brothers and sisters and recognize and give thanks for their holiness, see beyond any repulsion, because I don't share it with them anymore. I don't have it anymore. And sometimes people will ask me, don't you find that person repulsive? I don't. I find them adorable, literally adorable. They are worth my adoration. Not their personality, but their beingness, which is the same beautiful, adorable being that is in within me. That's quantum healing, my friend. And it's available to all of us. I'm out of time. It's time for me to pray. <laughs> So I am grateful and thankful to place my hands on my heart and to know the truth and value the truth and give thanks for the truth that does indeed set us free. All are worthy. All are worthy of this healing, of this great love that we already are, sharing the benefits of our knowing with everyone. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. Mwah.